The My Body, My Choice people are back in stride. Welcome to the Joe Bob Show. We're talking about something else other than Afghanistan for the first time in what seems like weeks. Probably because it has been weeks. But Texas has a new abortion law ban, whatever you want to call it, uh, that is very, very being misrepresented in the mainstream media, especially among your super lefty types. So we're going to be talking about that. Yes, we get to talk about abortion as opposed to Afghanistan, but we also still have Afghanistan to talk about because more and more stuff is coming out that the Biden administration completely screwed up throughout the whole Afghanistan process. Thanks so much for tuning into the Joe Bob Show. My name is Joe Bob. It starts right about now. Three, two, one. Here we go. a dingy bunker completely cut off from the outside world except for you fine folks. My name is Joe Bob. This is the Joe Bob Show. On today, it is September 2nd, Thursday, 2021, the year when everything went back to normal. Joe Biden put everything back to normal. That's where I'm going to get tired of that opening slash saying one of these days, but given how ironic it is, it probably won't. A lot of interesting things on the docket today. Uh, Joe Biden in Afghanistan, a lot of interesting news coming out there, kind of outlining the whole idea of how bad the screw-up was, and also bragging about fixing the screw-up, but also not really being honest about the whole fixing part of it. Somebody put it, I think it was Jonah Goldberg, I can't be sure, but someone was like, it's almost like you're bragging about the Titanic being the biggest lifeboat rescue in the history of seafarers. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should talk about the iceberg and who hit it uh, before we start bragging about getting people out in the evacuation. Again, we're glad that they got people out, but more and more information is coming out that who they got out is kind of interesting, not necessarily the people we needed to get out. The Biden administration not entirely being honest with that. On top of that, Texas has put us on the trajectory of talking about something else other than Afghanistan. Texas instituted a new law that kind of curbs the abortion process in Texas. In a lot of people's opinion, mine included, seems pretty reasonable. But nevertheless, the left has completely lost their mind. Uh, we've got a couple great headlines from your liberal media outlets. Uh, regarding the Texas abortion law and also the subsequent Supreme Court upholding, I guess, I guess it's considered an upholding, but the Supreme Court voted yesterday five to four to not do anything about the Texas abortion law. So we'll talk about that as well. Also, this is, if you're, if you're on right now and have to jump off, have to go to work, have to do whatever you have to do, go grab the podcast episode later or rewatch this on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or wherever you want to watch this because the final segment of the day, we will all learn how to speak Biden ease. Uh, it is the language that Joe Biden speaks that nobody else can speak. If you can't listen to anything else, it is the funniest thing. I, I, I was, I was crying laughing watching this, uh, in bed. My, my wife came in the room and thought that something was wrong. That is how funny this is. So if you, if you can't listen to anything else or get to anything else, go rewatch this and, and just get the Biden knees segment. We're going to end the note, end the day on a 
freaking hilarious note. But before we do any of that, I have to tell you about capitalist propaganda. Capitalist propaganda is the best way to tell your friends that their socialist ideas totally suck because they do. It's up to you to help spread capitalist propaganda to defeat the empire. Uh, capitalist propaganda has got a bunch of cool designs over there. Uh, this is probably my favorite one. Go ahead, use your iPhone to tweet about how much you hate me. And you're welcome, capitalism. Also, the Capitalism Rocks t-shirt. Uh, this is probably the favorite. This is what's sold the most, I've been told, uh, is the Capitalism Propaganda Joe Biden gas station stickers. Uh, Joe Biden made gas prices higher on purpose for some reason. You got the, I did that. We did it, Joe. Gas prices higher than Hunter Biden. Missed me yet from Donald Trump? I'll say so. So get all of the, I don't want to call it paraphernalia, get all of the gear that you need to tell your friends that their socialist ideas totally suck by heading over to Capitalist Propaganda. Capitalistpropaganda.us. Uh, tell your friends the socialist ideas are awful and they're terrible. And apparently we have to promote capitalism nowadays, even though we thought that that was uh, over and done with for a long time. But to get into the news of the day, this, I'm, I'm excited. We get to talk about something other than Afghanistan. So before that, we want to recap on Afghanistan just really quick um, because uh, more information is coming out on how the Biden administration got people out. Remember, Joe Biden has been bragging about getting people out of Afghanistan for uh, a long time now, the last couple of days. 120,000 people we got out. We knew right off the top of that he was also including the U.S. coalition number, so not the United States. Uh, that included Germany, Italy, France, Great Britain, all of the other countries that were there. That hundred twenty thousand dollars, that hundred twenty thousand person number that Joe Biden was touting, uh, included all of them too. So that's not really that much of a Herculean effort from Joe Biden. But also, more information is coming out that that giant number of people that we got out of Afghanistan was just random Afghans. And, and I, I guess that's fine because people wanted to escape the Taliban. They bum-rushed the airport and got onto planes. But a huge portion of the people that got out of Afghanistan were just picked off the street, random Afghani people who wanted to leave, not the people who were trying to get out. So I just a question, does, does that count? I mean, I guess good, good for those people, uh, so to speak. But does that really count in terms of the efforts to get Americans and Afghans who helped Americans out? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, also reports of a ton of fraud with the paperwork coming through. And look, there's so many variables and factors to this. Uh, the U.S. military was trying to check people's SIV paperwork getting onto the planes, getting into the airport. They don't know what is going on. They're, they're just on the ground trying to do their job, trying to get as many people through as possible. So lots of fraud also got through, tremendous amounts of fraud. And it's really hard to blame anybody other than the Biden administration for not preemptively seeing this problem coming because on the ground in real time, you can't blame the U.S. military because they're doing the best job they can do. You can't really blame Afghans for faking up paperwork because if I were in that situation with my family at risk in Kabul and in Afghanistan, I'd probably do the same thing. So, no, the, the sole blame tends to always revert back to the Biden administration's failure to plan a reasonable evacuation of Afghans and their families and Americans out of 
Kabul. But yet, they're still boasting the military effort of, uh, we've got 120,000 people out. Again, somebody made the comment, and I think this is the most apt correlation or comparison. It's like saying uh, the Titanic was the biggest and best rowboat rescue of all. Um, there's also questions on the United States numbers. At some point, we had 12 to 15,000 Americans in Afghanistan. We've got six to 7,000 out, and apparently there's only 100 to 200 left. Uh, nobody's quite sure on how those numbers, I, well, nobody's quite sure on how the administration is coming up with those numbers, except for a lot of people that are saying, well, they're just making them up uh, because that's par for the course for White House press secretaries and presidents just make stuff up. Uh, again, 12,000 to 15,000 Americans were in Kabul at the time of the George Stephanopoulos interview. George Stephanopoulos asked Joe Biden, is that the number? Joe Biden said, yeah, that's about 12,000. Then the administration themselves are toting 6,000 to 7,000 Americans have gotten out of Kabul. And we only have 100 left. Okay. Simple math would tell me that, that those numbers don't add up. So... More is going to be unfolding in how, what that looks like and how much the administration lied. We can all reasonably assume that they did lie to some extent. We have no idea to the capacity. I would imagine that I'm leaning more towards that the entirety of it uh, was a lie. They're just making stuff up. But we won't dawdle on this Afghanistan story all that much. Uh, there is a phone call that the New York Post is reporting on that Joe Biden had with uh, former President Ashraf Afghani, or sorry, Ashraf Ghani, former president of Afghanistan. Uh, not a perfect phone call, unlike the President Zelensky phone call with uh, President Trump and the Ukraine phone call, which, according to President Trump, was a perfect phone call. This one clearly not a perfect phone call where Joe Biden tries to uh, strong arm the Afghan president. But before we get to that, uh, I want to hit some headlines really quick uh, from around the political spectrum. Major flooding in New York. Uh, de Blasio has issued a emergency order, and we all know how emergency orders go. This is the problem with actual disasters nowadays. Nobody knows if the whole emergency thing, what that actually looks like. Uh, but Bill de Blasio has issued a state of emergency for New York flooding. A uh, lot of power, no power out to a lot of New Orleans. Uh, that's also happening. And if you're in the state of California, this is some interesting and bright news that there's really, it's really just a headline. It's all it is, but it's still important. George Soros gives $500,000, half a million bucks to the no on Gavin recall effort. There you go. You've got all your Dems wanting to get big money out of politics. And then George Soros goes and gives Gavin half a million dollars to fend off his recall campaign. Those are your headlines, but to get into the big thing of the day, the Texas abortion situation. Uh, if you haven't been following, a couple weeks ago, Ju or, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed SE8, which was a law called the Heartbeat Law in Texas regarding abortion. I'm going to read some of the headlines that came out of the media, as well as your uh, respected, I guess, Democrat leaders. Uh, they're kind of hilarious because we're going to go read the headlines, then we're going to read 
But we're going to read what some people said about it. Then we'll read some headlines from some reputable publications. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the actual legislation. And then on top of that, we're going to talk about polling and how the U.S. as a whole views abortion and how it's pretty out of step with your mainstream lefty media. CNBC says SCOTUS dealt a major blow to abortion access in Texas. It also underscored the significance of the court's ideological shift to the right under former President Donald Trump. All three of his appointees, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett, voted with the majority. Hillary Rodham Clinton, HRC, said this on Instagram, under the cover of darkness, simply by choosing to do nothing, the Supreme Court allowed the unconstitutional ban in Texas to go into effect last night. Their decision doesn't change the fact that reproductive rights are human rights. We'll fight for them in Texas and everywhere else this law takes root. But people are going nuts over this. And it's completely overblown. I, I, this, hold on. This is, this is interesting. I'm going to approve the eclecticness of my uh, friends, especially on Instagram. I mean, I'm just going to open up the Instagram app and read a couple. Here we go. Uh, this is from a friend of mine. Texas won't enforce 12-year-olds to wear masks in school, but they'll force you to have an effing baby. Uh, of course, that is not even close to stating what's actually going on. Here's another one. I'm heartbroken, I'm disgusted, but I'm not surprised. A whole lot of men in America hate women, uh, including the female Supreme Court justice that voted for it, as well as all of the other female Texas legislatures, legislators that voted for it. Uh, wow. Even the women are white men, according to some of your lefty outlets. Gavin Newsom, silently in the dead of night, the Supreme Court eviscerated the protection of women's right to choose that has been protected for 50 years. Eviscerated the right to choose. I would say that's strongly miscategorizing or mischaracterizing what is going on in Texas. California will continue to protect its fundamental right and lead the nation expanding access to reproductive care. Women's health care. Uh, Look, here's the thing. I, uh, as a man, I guess, and maybe this is an unpopular opinion, obviously I have my own beliefs, personal and religious, about what people should do in their own individual situation that they might be in regarding abortion. Obviously, I have my own issue. But I also will say that this is an issue that pretty, pretty much concerns women and women only. Um, and outside of my own personal religious beliefs, political ideology, all of that sort of stuff, I want to get into what America thinks outside of a church setting, outside of religious settings, just America as a whole. I want to get into what they actually think. And we'll do that in just a second because I got to read these headlines. NPR, legislation banning abortion after about six weeks, is now law of the land in Texas. This was interesting to me because it said about six weeks. MSNBC said about six weeks. New York Times said most abortions after six weeks are outlawed. Texas Tribune said as early as six weeks. So there's no definitive line to say, quote unquote, six weeks uh, for the abortion laws in Texas. So I went and looked at it. The Texas legislation, the Texas legislation has no mention of six weeks 
It's called the heartbeat law. And from what I can read, and I haven't read the entire thing, but clearly nobody has so far. It's a lot of legalese that I don't quite understand, and I'm not an attorney, so I don't want to painstakingly go through all of that. I'll wait till somebody smart does and actually gives me a reasonable thing, because I couldn't find a reasonable explanation online. Seriously, which is ridiculous, but such is your mainstream media. But I did do a word search on the Texas legislation and didn't find the words six or weeks in there at all. The law is called the heartbeat law, and that seems to be what it gets at. Seems to drive to the heart of the law, no pun intended. But everybody's saying this six week, this six weeks number. You can't get an abortion after six weeks. No, that's not what the legislation says. But the legislation, to me, how I view it, and I could be wrong. Again, I'm not an attorney, and I'll wait till attorneys can weigh in on what this actually says. But it seems to say that if you can detect a heartbeat, you can't get an abortion. Now, personal feelings aside, what does America think of that? You might be interested to hear this. According to an AP poll this year, only about 16% of Americans believe abortion should be legal in all cases. And that's just in the first trimester. In the first trimester alone, the number of Americans, in the first trimester alone, the percentage of Americans who believe abortion should be illegal in all cases is 16%. So, the overwhelming majority of people don't think it should be legal in all cases in the first trimester. This is, again, being pretty consistent with the Texas law. 61% of Americans, so about two-thirds, believe it should be legal in almost or in most or all cases in the first trimester. That's all we're talking about here, which is consistent with the Texas law. Again, we're not deviating here. And again, these are personal feelings aside. I'm reading statistics from a poll of all Americans, Republican, Democrat, no party preference, all Americans, this is the poll, this is how they think, and relation to the Texas law. Second trimester, however, the number of the, the percentage of people who believe that abortion should be legal in all cases, 15%. It falls off a cliff. Polling average Americans of all political bents, of all religious beliefs, 15% of people in the second trimester believe that abortion should be legal in all cases. Legal in most cases is about 19%. So support dropped by a third in the second trimester, which is, again, consistent with the Texas law, says the American people. In total, almost 7 out of 10 Americans think that abortion should not be a thing in the second trimester. Seven out of 10 Americans don't believe you should have an abortion in the second trimester. Regardless of religious affiliation or personal belief, in the third trimester, people who believe abortion should be legal in all cases, 8%. You want to talk about the fringes? 8% of Americans believe that abortion should be completely legal in the third trimester. Again, this is pretty consistent with the Texas law. The polling on American people shows 
that in the first trimester, a lot of people are, yeah, you know, even if you don't like it, I, from a legal standpoint, like, I don't know. Obviously, you have people out there that are saying, and again, I'm not getting into my own personal thoughts on this. I'm just saying the polling says that there are people that in the first trimester say, no, absolutely not. But that number is minimal. The majority of people think, you know, is what it is first trimester, trimester. But second trimester and on, it takes a nosedive. The overwhelming majority of Americans don't believe that you should get an abortion second trimester on, which again is consistent with the Texas abortion law. So when you're seeing all the posts on social media from your maybe lefty, maybe center left friends, know that they're in the minority significantly, in a significant minority. These statistics and the polling would show that the majority of Americans would more or less agree with the law that Texas has just put in place. Yet, we have people like Gavin Newsom saying we have eviscerated women's health care rights. Get out of here with that. Because that's not at all what the majority of Americans think. There's somebody on MSNBC said the Supreme Court is openly hostile to women's health care rights. Uh, like I said, even, even the women are white men, according to this. If you have any comments, drop them in the comment section. Um, let us know what you think. Again, this is, this is just the polling and this is just the data. I, uh, I'm trying to take my own personal feelings out of it, uh, even though, of course, I have my own, my own beliefs. Um, but again, if you have the belief that abortions should not at all be legal, especially once you find a heartbeat, you're in the overwhelming majority of Americans. Most people agree with you. You are not in the minority as so many of your news media outlets would have you think. <sighs> well, it was nice while it lasted. We got to talk about something that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't Afghanistan, but we do have to get back to Afghanistan. Biden pressured former Afghan President Ghani to create perception that the Taliban weren't winning. This is from the New York Post. Uh, and keep in mind, remember, President Donald Trump got impeached the first time for a phone call that everybody does. And, you know, maybe there were some things that maybe were a little rougher than you might think, but nobody who's looking at this objectively thinks that Donald Trump should have been impeached the first time. It was absolutely ridiculous. And there was a reason why the House voted to not have him removed from office. Uh, this is from the New York Post. President Biden pressured Afghan President Ashraf Ghani to create the perception that the Taliban weren't winning, whether or not it's true in a phone call just three weeks before the insurgents seized control of the country, a bombshell leak in transcripts show. So transcripts have come out that show the President Biden with President Ghani conversation three weeks before the Taliban took over Kabul. Biden and Ghani spoke for roughly 14 minutes on July 23rd in what would be their final call before the Taliban overran the government and Afghanistan descended into bloody chaos amid the botched U.S. withdrawal, which of course we've all seen by now, according to transcripts and audio obtained by Reuters. Much of the call was focused on what Biden referred to the Afghan government's perception issue. 
uh-oh, trying to curb perception, even if it doesn't jive with reality. I need not tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban, Biden said. Joe Biden told the president of Afghanistan the perception around the world is that things aren't going well. He continued on to say there is a need, whether or not it's true, there is a need to project a different picture now. I don't necessarily disagree with the idea that they needed to project something other than what they were doing because the Taliban was running roughshod over the entire country and clearly was able to march right into Kabul. So I don't necessarily disagree that the perception should have changed. And how do you change the perception? Enact actual actionable items. Enact actual actionable items. That's how you change the perception. So maybe it was that Joe Biden was saying, hey, Get your stuff together. But he said, again, quoting Joe Biden here on a phone call, the not perfect phone call with the president of Afghanistan, whether or not it's true, there is a need to project a different picture. At the time, the Taliban had already seized about half of the country's district centers and was only weeks away from taking Kabul on August 15th. Biden told Ghani that Afghanistan's prominent political figures, including former President Hamid Karzai, which the airport was named after, probably not anymore, given the Taliban have complete control of it, should give a joint press conference that backed the new military strategy on how to defeat the Taliban, saying that will change perception. Joe Biden again saying that will change perception and will change an awful lot, I think. I'm not a military guy, again, says Joe Biden. I'm not a military guy, so I'm not telling you what the plan should precisely look like. You're going to have to, you're going to have to not only, you're going to get not only more help, but you're going to get a perception that is going to change the terms for now. Uh, Our allies and folks at the state and other places think that you're doing it well. President Biden said, Again, I'm talking to the president of Afghanistan. Whether or not it's true, you need to change the perception, says Joe Biden. Remember, Ghani's a college professor, too. So uh, I should tell you about something. It's one of those one of those dopes who likes to see the world as it could be as opposed to how it is. And I respect that in terms of wanting to make some significant change in how we do things in ways that could be improved. However, you also have to look at reality, and President Ghani was apparently not one of those people, and Joe Biden also clearly not one of those people. Again, saying whether or not it's true, we need to create the perception that things are going better. Whew, that was rough. We're going to get into some funny stuff now. Because the world needs a little bit more funny. We want to talk about how to speak Bidenese. Gentlemen, boys and girls, today I am going to teach you how to speak Bidenese. This is the funniest thing I have seen in a very long time. I'm going to play it, have some commentary in between, but he's going to teach you five words and like I said, it's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my entire life. My wife came in the room yesterday because I was crying laughing on the bed. 
Check this out. I'm going to teach you a few words and then we'll get the proper pronunciation and context from the master himself, President Joe Biden. The first word I'm going to teach you today is next no srent. <laughs> next no srent. President Biden will now demonstrate this word for us. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. The, it's not hypothetical. It's not hypothetical. Next, no strength. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. So that's the definition. Next, no strength from President Biden. It's not hypothetical. Let's continue on. Okay, the next word we've got is badikef care. Badikef care. Say it. Try it. Badikef care. Badikef care. Rock and I think it's a right for people to have bad care. <laughs> Next, my bus been wet. Now, a common error on this one is people put the stress on the wrong syllable. It's not my bus been wet. It's not my bus been wet. It's my bus been wet. Say my it. bus been my wet. My bus been wet. My bus been wet. <laughs> If you're just listening to this, this is Joe Biden in a helicopter taking off. <laughs> just, I don't know what he's saying or what the context is, but he says, my bus been wet. <laughs> um, this one is the one, the next one is the one that I understand the most. I think it's kind of a simple error, but again, a practicing Catholic for his entire life. Uh, would be difficult to mispronounce this one, but yet he Next does. Next, we have a word that's that's much simpler. Palmist, palmist. Can you say palmist, President Biden? Palmist. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the palmist with the palmist who wrote these following words. Now, clearly, he's trying to say psalmist uh, from the book of Psalms in the Bible, which is kind of an honest mistake because it is spelled weird. That's not, not weird, but there's a P. You know, he should be used to having a silent P as Jen Psaki is his press secretary, has a silent P at her in front of her name. I don't necessarily believe in silent letters. Maybe we should call her Jen Psaki from here on out. But so this was that's the most understandable. Having said that, Joe Biden is a practicing Catholic and has been a practicing Catholic his entire life. He should be pretty dang familiar with the Psalms. Uh, nevertheless, here's the big finish. This is the funniest one. Uh, President Joe Biden, how to speak Biden. All right, now that you've got four words in the bag, we're going to move on to a really complex Bidenese word. Do you think you're ready for it? You're going to really have to pay attention here. Uh, this is sort of advanced level Bidenese. Very long word, okay? This is what it is. It's a very long word. Are you ready? Truender dash dubba depressure. Truender dash dubba depressure. One word. One word. Truender dash dubba depressure. Say it a little more quickly. Truender dash dubba depressure. Truender dash dubba depressure. Dubba depressure. President Biden, go. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. True international depression. You guys did fantastic. Hold on, I gotta watch One word. Again. One word. True international depression. Say it a little more quickly. True international depression. True international depression. President Biden, go. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize 
True international number to pressure. True international number to pressure. I got spit all over my keyboard. I'm true international number to pressure. Uh, how to speak Bidenese. Go watch the YouTube video. It's from Not the Bee or on Not the Bee's uh, website, which is the Babylon Bee. Uh, is their offshoot of true things, which is hard to differentiate nowadays. The Babylon Bee has, is, is a satirical site, but things have gotten so crazy that now satir satire is uh, just as good as fact nowadays. Um, we'll watch the end of the video because it's just, it's funny. It's, uh, he continues to go you on. You guys did fantastic. Good Learned job, five everyone. new words in a new language. And now you know more Bidenese than you knew yesterday. What can yep. I do but leave President Biden with the last word? So I'm going to say something outrageous. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the United States Senate. So the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. I'm, we're ready to get a lot. I got hairy legs. <laughs> that is again, President Biden uh, speaking things, uh, fighting with the teleprompter probably. Uh, you know, you kind of feel bad for the old guy because he's clearly his brain doesn't work as well as it used to. Uh, if you missed any portion of that, go grab the podcast, rewatch the Facebook Live or the YouTube Live, whatever it is. The Bidenese segment with this guy and teaching us Bidenese is one of the funnier things I've seen in a long time. I've watched it four or five times and it just keeps getting funnier every time I watch it. True or dashed over depression. I'm getting pretty good at it. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. We'll probably have a little bit more on the Texas abortion law tomorrow. If you missed any part of that, uh, go check out the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, you can rewatch on Facebook and YouTube. If you haven't already, go check out my show called Quality Control over on the Daily Caller Networks. We do a weekly deep dive into political, cultural stories of the day. This week, we did an entire video on King Gavin and why he should be recalled. If you agree that King Gavin should be recalled, head on over to Daily Caller. Check out the Gavin Newsom recall video. Uh, September 14th, gotta do it. I'm getting a little worried because California plays fast and loose with their election laws and Anybody and everybody can vote in California, whether you're an infant or deceased. Uh, California has some really interesting ways of doing elections, so it's making me a little bit nervous. But September 14th, recall Gavin Newsom. Go watch the video over on Daily Caller. It gives all the reasons outside of the French Laundry kerfuffle as why Gavin Newsom needs to be recalled. Uh, but go ahead and check that out on Daily Caller called Quality Control with yours truly. Thanks so much for tuning in. That's going to do it for us today. We'll see you right back here bright and early tomorrow to talk all about whatever happens the rest of today. Uh, try to be a little bit lighthearted on a Friday. Maybe we'll learn some more Bidenese tomorrow or relearn some Bidenese tomorrow uh, for those of you who didn't get to catch it live. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Joe Bob Show. God bless America. America.